What's happening guys, Daniel here. Quick intro to our second podcast called No More Fear. The reason that you will want to listen to this is because we go into our process of inner alchemy. So we talk about self-awareness, the shadow and light archetypes, how to disidentify from your shadow, knowing when you're in your shadow, digging to the root and then doing the actual alchemy. So this is a good episode. We did record it at about 1am last night. The audio is a touch scratchy. Um, but it, it, it is well worth a listen. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to our second podcast. My name is Cal McNabb. With me here is Daniel Billsborough. Thanks for having me. And in this this podcast, we're going to be... The title of this podcast is called No More Fear. So we're going to be talking about fear and particularly how to get rid of fear so that we have no more fear. So first things first, I've got a question for Daniel over here. Uh, we know that the human being is actually only born with two fears. There are only two fears that we're actually born with. One of them is loud noises and the other one is falling. We're afraid of falling and everything else is something that is developed. Please, Daniel, talk to us about all these developed fears. We go through life and we learn fears. We're taught fear. We pick up fear accidentally from our parents, from our surroundings, from our friends, from school. The thing with fear is we actually just don't label it as fear. We pick up this negative vibration, this negative energy, we put it in our energy container, in our unconscious mind as we go throughout life. And we just keep it there as part of our patterns, as part of the learned, the way to be a human Fear is a part of that process at the moment. So trauma, for example, when you experience trauma or extreme negativity, from an energetic point of view, you are experiencing so much negativity at once that at the time when you're experiencing the trauma, there's an overload. You store it in your energetic container until you're ready later in life to process that fear. But often where... We, we never get around to processing it. We leave it in there for our entire lives because we're not taught to process it. We're not taught it's even there in the first place. Um, and that's where we come in. Yeah, and we don't even notice it really. A lot of people, I've gone through a lot of my life not noticing how I was being run by fear and it actually took the experience with psychedelic states to actually realize, holy shit, I cannot believe how much I'm being run by fear, which is the truth. That it's was when insane. I really first started noticing. And then... You, you don't just think they're thoughts you just, or you almost don't even think about the fact that you can think about thoughts. Absolutely. <laughs> and, it, and it really does come to the fact that we think we are the thoughts. We identify with them. We attach our being to the thoughts, to these ideas that, you know, I'm not good enough for that. That's who I am because I've, you know, my, I've got my consciousness, my awareness, and then I've got this mind who has this identity. The mind thinks I am this, I am that, this is who I am. But that is really the thought that's coming up. The thought thinks that it is real. It is a person. It is a um, constructed identity. And our awareness is just playing the game of those thoughts. It's just sort of stuck. I hate to use the word stuck in them because you're not stuck there. But where you're staying there mm. until you become aware of the fact that, oh, I have been living in this thought pattern that has been believing that I have a problem or I'm afraid of this or this is who I am. And that's just the, that's my awareness has been there my whole life. And then all of a sudden my awareness gets bigger than that. And then I go, wow, that is actually not who I am at all. That is just a decision my mind made, whether you made it consciously or unconsciously, 
that may have been made many, many years ago or, or recently or whenever it happened. And it has now turned into a pattern that keeps producing the same thought. You know, at least I think a great quote from Abraham Hicks actually is a belief is a thought you keep thinking. I actually really like the terminology there because that is really what it is. It is just a thought that keeps coming up to your conscious mind. So therefore you keep experiencing. It's Mm -hmm. not like a, a permanent thing. It is really just a thought that keeps coming up. And that thought could be like, no, 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 don't do that. You can't afford to do that. Don't, you know, don't take action there. That person's going to screw you over. Don't do a deal with that person or whatever it might be. And then you never take action. You never take the next step. And of course, that whole time you're streaming that shadow survival consciousness, which is just creating, bringing more and more of that energy into your life, which is no, no fun at all. Definitely not. Yeah. So do you remember the first time you had like a moment of awareness about I am not my thoughts? The first time that, that's a very good question. The first time that happened to me when I was actually in the car with my mum and dad and we were driving to the snow, we're about to go skiing and my mum and dad were listening to Eckhart Tolle. Now I was 18 at the time. So Echo, they're listening to Echo, (laughs) Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle or however you say it. Um, My mum and dad were big fans of his and I've certainly listened to a lot of his content now. and at the time, I was like, oh, I don't really want to listen to this. This is I want to, you know, listen to some, you know, some beats, some music. But my phone was dead at the time, so I had nothing to do but just listen to mum and dad, you know, listening to their audio. And after about thirty minutes, I kind of dozed off into that alpha state where you're not really paying attention. And I was just taking the information in and just listening to him. And he was talking about the ego and how these identities and um, how it wants to attach to things and it wants to keep creating and enhancing itself. It wants to enhance, you know, the, the mind wants to enhance an image of itself or the particularly the egoic part of the mind when the mind believes that it is a person trying to enhance itself and I went holy shit that's exactly what I've been doing you know I mean I was really addicted to going to the gym at that point and putting on muscle putting on weight and there was definitely a huge you know I mean how how much do you bench bro you know what I mean how much do you bench like you know obviously trying to improve you know my, my ego was trying to improve its identity of itself was trying to enlarge itself and that was the first time I went holy shit this dude is right and I started becoming aware of my own thoughts for sure yeah what about you? Yeah. I'm try- I think like I had sort of little moments of that in uh, scattered throughout. But the main thing that happened to me was in 2017 where I had this awakening where I was on my couch and I won't tell the whole story now, but basically I had it was just a mystical experience where it wasn't so much a realization of, oh, I'm not my thoughts. It was there's way more to life than what I am able to physically see and touch. It was a, it was just a sort of awakening as to what was really not real. And um, that was the thing that set me off on this journey of trying to understand the unconscious mind and discovering all of this stuff that we're talking about. Like I, discovered after that moment that my unconscious was a hundred percent full of fear how do i why am i saying a hundred percent basically because i experienced a panic attack once and i believe that a panic attack is when you you just have so much fear in your system you can't handle it anymore your system your body your unconscious mind is screaming out at you in that moment to go inward to look at what you need to do what is it that's in you what's going on what is it that you don't know about um and that was the start of it, really. That's the short version of that story. 
Yeah, cool, cool. And I, I reckon a lot of people have had those. I think that's very common, particularly, you know, 2021. We're in a pretty, heading into a very enlightening age where people are becoming super self-aware of the shit that's going on in their minds. And that's obviously critical to the work we're doing because in order to let, get rid of the fear, to have no more fear in the mind and the body, you have to become aware of it first. You have to be aware that it's there and go, oh shit, hang on. I am having all these thoughts arise that are not particularly healthy, that are me worrying about some situation, me stressing out about something, me focusing on a negative event. And that's probably the next thing to go into. Like, what are the ways to identify fear? Let's actually go. I know we've gone on them before, but let's definitely no. go over them again. Great, great question. Because this is, this is honestly the biggest thing that I was surprised about. This was the thing that surprised me the most about fear was that it's just we just don't know. We're not taught how to identify it. Like identifying like what you see as procrastination or being lazy angry, even sadness, this is all caused by fear. All of this is fear. Fear is not just, I, I, I have been saying a lot in these videos recently that I've been making, it's not like you have like obvious fears. You go skydiving, you're going to be scared of heights, you're jumping out of a plane, that's kind of scary. But you don't think of fear as just like everyday little fears. Like I'm, you don't even realize it's happening because it's not manifesting in such a direct way. It's not, you don't feel scared as such. You may feel sad, angry, but you may not even be thinking about the fact that that's how you're feeling because your awareness is, of yourself is quite low. So coming back to this self-awareness thing, it's the most important thing to be, to be aware of your own thoughts to also know what to do with them, to know what to do when you're having fear thoughts. This is where this inner alchemy stuff comes in. There are lots of different healing modalities. Most of these healing modalities involve removing fear usually, even though if they don't necessarily say that that's what they're doing. Um, the aim is to remove fear from your system. Like for example, like just being vulnerable with someone having like if you're if you have a conversation if there's something you've really kept to yourself that you have a lot of shame about shame is obviously a form of fear and you have a vulnerable conversation with someone who just accepts and allows you to talk and hold space for you and all that kind of stuff that is a form of alchemy but it's just one example of how you can release fear from within you but that of course requires another person for you to be vulnerable with your kind of yeah. In that moment, you need like a either a somebody that you trust or which certainly helps, but it's not not necessary. It's not actually necessary to do the inner alchemy work. Yeah, yeah. I do want to clarify something. Just when we talk about fear in general, because most people think of fear as like you know, you know, watching a horror film, being terrified, mm. and you're talking about shame and how that's a fear. Um, the word fear, when we're using the word fear, we are describing any lower frequency of energy. So anything that is you are worried about something, you're um, experiencing guilt, you're experiencing shame, anxiety, anger, sadness, all of these are in what we call the shadow, the shadow realm, the fear-based realm. So versus your you know, creative space of consciousness or you're in a survival state of consciousness. And when we talk about fear, we're, talk we're talking about all of it. So that's just how we sum it up because we are trying to get rid of anything that's in that realm, anything at all that's in our realm that is, you know, our own mind creating this illusion onto reality about something that happened 20 years ago actually has no impact whatsoever on my life now. But because my mind has stored it 
in the boot. It's still in the warehouse and it's projecting it into my conscious awareness all the time. I keep having these thoughts and it's like this one guy who screwed me over 20 years ago. I am now predicting that every person I meet is going to screw me over and guess what? I don't trust anyone. I don't trust my partners, my close relationships. I barely trust myself because I think I'm going to screw myself over or whatever else is in there and I'm projecting that on reality and therefore I don't trust anyone and I don't get very far in life when I'm not trusting anyone. I'm not going to be able to build anything substantial. I'm not going to enjoy the energy of trust and I bet you as someone who has um, a lot of trust issues, they're, real, they're here to obviously learn that lesson of trust and actually experience the beauty of trust, how it feels to really trust someone and actually see that like transaction happen and be a part of that energy. Nice. Yeah, but anyway, going absolutely. back, so really just encapsulating like, fears yeah one like go. identifying fear and just knowing that that's what we consider fear that's how we define it but a big part of the alchemy process that we teach is fear id fear identification just identifying knowing through awareness when you're experiencing fear and that's the thing that we during our program we are giving you the unconscious for example imagine you're learning how to do photography there are certain things that you want to know how to do without even thinking you want to you want to know how to change the shutter speed how to change the aperture so you're doing it without thinking you know how sometimes you find yourself driving and you'll just phase out and phase back in again and you're like oh man i've just been driving for four hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe not four hours but you know what i'm saying that's a long drive. That's yeah, it's a phase out. <laughs> that's good coffee you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we what we want to do is, and one of the things that Cal is an expert in is giving you that unconscious competence, that beautiful like you're not even thinking about it, but you know how to do it. We want to give you that, that um, level of expertise. That is what level we of give expertise and efficiency yeah. with this knowledge and the ability to identify fear like you can if you're fading out from a long car ride. Yeah, well, it's absolutely. Like, think about it. I always give the analogy if, you know, if you're driving home from work and you're thinking, I need to go and stop by the groceries, pick up some food, and then all of a sudden you notice yourself driving into your driveway and you're going, shit, I forgot to stop by the groceries. Now I've got to go back. It's because you've built up these unconscious patterns within you and how they are formed in the brain is when you practice a behavior or a thought or a feeling, you're actually creating neural pathways in the brain that as they grow and you use them again, they actually get thicker and thicker and thicker and bigger and bigger and bigger until you can now do that activity, have that thought and that thought that fires in your brain a hundred times faster. So it happens very quickly and with a hundred times less energy. So when you're doing something for the first time, like if you're trying to write with your left hand and you've never really written with your left hand before, you have to put a lot of focused effort into actually doing that. You have to really focus on it and it's like really slow and it's, oh, it takes a lot of energy. But when you draw with your right hand or write with your right hand this is assuming that you're right-handed you can do that very very quickly and incredibly effortlessly because you've built this huge network of neural pathways in your brain and you know the amount of times you've written the letter a is so many times that it's so seamless that you can write down a new word that you've never written before with the letters that you've obviously used and you can pick it up incredibly quickly versus trying to write something that you actually know with your left hand is incredibly slow and when, because we're about to talk about the inner alchemy tool and how that works, when you initially do this stuff, it's going to take a lot of conscious effort. It's this, you're in the, the conscious competence phase. Well, right now you're in the unconscious competence phase where you don't know, you know that you don't know. You're in the conscious uncompetence phase, sorry. 
You know that you don't know. And after we teach you this tool, you're going to be in the conscious competence phase where, all right, you're going to know how to apply it. You've learned the steps, but it's going to take that effort. Those neural pathways are just, they're just getting born. They're just new. They're, they're not, they don't have that magnetic pull yet. They haven't grown to their full fruition yet. They haven't fully grown yet. And as the practice goes on, as you do it again and again, that is one way that they will grow. And also by watching someone else do it through, you know, monkey see, monkey do, we have mirror neurons in our brain that when you watch someone, so if, you know, if Daniel was going to teach you how to take a photograph, he would actually, you would look at how he's holding the camera and the way he's focusing the camera and he'd say, look at the ISO here. And he would say, this is the button you press and you'd watch how he's doing it. And by watching how he's doing it, you would actually then learn and then you'd pick up the camera yourself and you do exactly what he just showed you. So you learn from watching, you learn from doing, and then of course, when you get to a bit of, you've got a bit of competence in it, the best way to, to grow those pathways super quickly and super strongly is actually by going and teaching it, which is definitely something that we're gonna encourage all of you guys to do uh, once we give you this content. So I think let's get into it. So what is For this sure. first step of inner alchemy? So obviously, we we're talking about being aware of it, that's so key, so you've, you're aware of a fear then what do you do? Yeah, well, <clears throat> let's start from everyday life, right? You're walking around. You are, uh, for some reason, I, I'm always talking about going to the coffee shop. Every well, time I think of an example. He goes and gets coffee a lot. <laughs> That's a good example. Every time. A lot of people can relate. You go to the coffee shop. And your goal with your self-awareness is to know when you are triggered. So we enter this world via our triggers. So let's say you go to your parents' place and I'm assuming your parents trigger you and you realize they do. that <laughs> you realize, oh shit, I'm, I'm triggered. You can in that moment start this process of identifying the fear. Once you've identified the fear, you do the alchemy. You, di you dig to the root, then you do the alchemy. So this is where self-awareness and humility come in because if you're triggered by someone and you're angry and you're having an argument with them, you, you're in unconscious mode in that moment. In the heat of the moment, in the heat of a trigger, the last thing you want to do is calm down and the last thing you want to do is let the other person win that argument. So, <laughs> so the best time to do it is if you can humble yourself as quickly as possible. You're like, okay, I'm aware, I'm triggered now, what's going on, why is this happening? Or... If it's just not possible to do it in that particular moment, store it in your short-term memory and get in your car. As soon as you get in your car when you're leaving or whatever, as soon as you have a moment to yourself, do the alchemy process then. So we want to go self-awareness, fear identification, find the root cause, do the alchemy. That's the overview of the whole process. That is, yeah, yeah. Let's let's definitely go into some of those. Let's go into definitely. some of those steps there. So you've you've noticed a fear, and I'll even give an example. Um, just this morning, I knew we were me and Daniel were going to have a conversation, and I wasn't particularly looking forward to it. And I was imagining in my head what I was going to say to Daniel before it happened, and then going, wait, hang on a second. This sounds like I'm a bit nervous of this conversation. It sounds like I'm avoiding oh, an cool. outcome and this is mm. 101, hang on, this is my prostitute. I'm afraid that Daniel's gonna disapprove of what I've done or what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And straight away, um, had to just recognize it. And um, when you do this process a lot, it's very, you become very, very quick at getting straight to the root. But the first thing you do is you just become aware, okay, I'm in a pattern of fear 
and then you break the bond. You actually separate your, you don't no longer identify with it. You have to disidentify with it, which just essentially means is I've, I'm in this fear. Oh, wait, hang on. This isn't actually who I am. And just by that realization, you just create space. There's a, this giant space between you and this thought pattern that's arising. You're like, ah, oh, that's actually not who I am. Even though it, it sounds like me, it thinks like me, that's actually not who I am. And then the next step is go, well, so what if um, Daniel yells at me? It's like, well, he doesn't like you very much. And then, well, so what? Maybe he'll kick you out. And then it's like, well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Is that the truth at all? And of course, it's, it's absolutely not. It's just that I know, like, I know I'm completely safe and secure with who I am and don't even, you know, need to live here, but obviously love living here and continuing going forward in what we're doing. Um, and it's just realizing what the actual truth is, knowing like that, how bullshit that idea really is. But my mind is jumping to this worst case scenario that is not really grounded in reality at all. And then from there, just, and, and, for me, it's really about just creating the space and then just know, I just know that it's false. It's just so obvious that it's an illusion. Right. Um, but we're going to help all you guys out here because to get to, that's quite quick. That's the, quite the advanced sort of method. But when you do begin this work, it's very, very useful to have what we call our light archetype map, which is the map of all the different archetypes that the four main archetypes that make up our four fears and our four essentially our four powers. It's really what our four exactly. so power this is channels. What, like, Cal accidentally dropped in there. He said something about his prostitute. Now, when he says his prostitute, he is referring to a shadow archetype called the lover-prostitute pair. Lover being the light archetype, prostitute being the shadow archetype. Just to make that clear. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's right. No. <laughs> when we're just throwing around the yeah, word yeah, prostitute. Yeah, that could be misinterpreted. <laughs> this is not a hooker we're talking about here. This is a pattern of mind. And the, the reason it is called prostitute is because it's sacrificing your true Yourself. values yes. for approval, safety, and security. Mm. That's really what it is. So if, you're you know, just not looking after yourself. You're, you're, you're sacrificing yourself for other people. You're not putting yourself first. You're put a, putting other people first all the time because you don't know who you are yet. Your, your lover channel is knowing yourself, self-love. Do you want to go, yeah, before wanna... we get too much into this, do you want to do, we, have we actually mentioned the four pairs yet? Should we just throw that out there? The four. We, we, oh, let's go we... over them again. We definitely talked about them in, in the first week, but definitely just, let's just go into the prostitute for a little sure. bit to get an understanding. So that is the first channel. We have instigational energy. So when we have a thought that arises, something that excites us that we want to create and go forward and create in our lives. We have like this pillar of value. How much value are we putting in to the things we want to create? And how much value are we really putting into ourselves is really the key because how much value we put into ourselves, i.e. our self-worth, our self-respect, that is how much value we are actually putting into our goals into our dreams, into our desires, and how much value we pour into those things is essentially how much motivation, how much drive we have to actually create those things. And when you're at the point where you're like, I will sacrifice everything to create those things that I want, I'm not going to put my values aside just to get approval from someone else. I am going all out in my own, my own values that's when you've essentially mastered that channel. You no longer, you're no longer finding triggers because you completely value what you're doing. You are no longer sacrificing what you want for what you think others might want or want you to be, trying to be the person that someone else wants you to be. So you've essentially mastered that channel. So that 
Yeah. Correct. Well. Yeah. So, and the whole aim here is with this consciousness map that we give you with the light archetypes and the shadow archetypes, your entire aim is to use your self-awareness to become aware of the fear that's in you, the shadow archetypes that are in you, and simply alchemize them. Alchemize all of them. And this archetype map is the thing that you use to help you be, is the thing that you use to help yourself become aware of these archetypes in you. And eventually you get to the point, like I personally have been doing this for almost two years now, coming up to. Um, you get to the point where you don't need the map anymore. You're just, you become so familiar with the fear in you that you, and you, you eventually develop your own inner alchemy, which is why we called this course Inner Alchemy, because you develop your own internal way of flipping the vibration of the shadow because you've become so familiar with identifying it in you, you don't have to sort of do the, the manual lookup in, in the awareness table. But the other thing that's awesome about this is every time you become aware of the shadow, a particular aspect of the shadow archetype in you and you alchemize it, you're able to detect that in other people. It's like a code upgrade. You can, you can, your awareness of that particular aspect of the shadow archetype, once you've alchemized it, becomes higher. What happens when we get older is we need to grow into our own authority, our own what we call sovereign, is the sovereign archetype, our sovereign energy, our taking ownership of what we want, our taking ownership of our own identity and response, responsibility. So like taking ownership of the podcast or the business or whatever it is, mm. that you have to take ownership of it, Step into it in order for it to actually happen. Please go on. Absolutely. Yeah. Mostly like over the last couple of years, um, the the victim shadow archetype has been my bigger, my biggest one. Just kind of like um, feeling of like you are an inconvenience or being inconvenienced is, is a big issue for you. What else is there in particular in the victim archetype? Um, space. So like when Callum moved in one year ago into this house and I discovered through just through hanging out with Cal, that like my, I had a lot of unconscious fears about my space being invaded. So the, uh, one of the things about the victim archetype is that you, you, you feel like you're constantly being intruded on. Um, and that's something I've had to kind of flesh out. That's taken me a long time. I don't think I'm 100% done with that one yet. And with the saboteur archetype, that one is a lot of, if you know anyone with OCD who worries a lot, the saboteur worries a lot. It's worrying about things. The saboteur is the archetype that will justify you being in shadow, justify you, give you all the reasons you need to stay in shadow. So it's, I believe, one of the trickier ones to become aware of and the magician archetype being the light version of that, the magician archetype is one of the most fun archetypes to be, to be in the intuitive, magical one, the one who trusts in the unknown, who doesn't worry about the future. Um, yeah, that's a few examples just off the cuff there. What yeah, well, you? I was going to add to that, just as you were saying, so Daniel just said he loves being in that magician state, that sense of certainty of knowing. And you certainly always love the most, the thing that you've lacked. That is generally very common. Like for me, as you were saying that, the thing that I really love the most and have... Um, been so looking forward to doing this work more and more, more is the freedom of self-expression as someone who was highly extroverted as a little kid and then became very introverted as social fears started kicking in from a pretty young age and 
becoming very, you know, as having a lot of prostitute patterns, becoming very, yeah, very introverted, very closed off, not wanting to stir the pot or be too expressive, putting myself in a situation where people had an opportunity to disprove of me or reject me or block me. And, you know, think the, the quiet kid in the party who's in the corner who doesn't want to go and talk to the cute girl. That's, the, that's pretty much a prostitute pattern is. It's too afraid of actually going after what you want because of the fear of rejection, the fear of uh, disapproval. And for me, like the, the, the wealthiest thing for me has literally just been overcoming that fear, letting those, those old illusions go that I actually care what other people think because that whole game, like sure, I care about other people and I want um, to see the best in them, but the fact that I care what they think in terms of me thinking about myself in the way that they've reacted to me in a negative way is completely in my control, is completely something that I, I have a disregard for now. And the ability to just express myself how I want, when I want is beautiful. And noticing, because I still will notice patterns of like, oh, I just, I held back just before, or I held back a little bit in that conversation. But oh my God, is it way less compared to what it used to be. And I have really loved just recently catching up with people I haven't seen for six months, 12 months, and just noticing, my God, our conversations are going to a whole nother level because I'm not closed. I'm not afraid of expressing myself yeah. more, telling them about some of my more deep, deep stuff and then hearing more about their kind of deep yeah. stuff. Because you just, you know, it's not you anymore. Yeah, it's not, it's not. You're not blaming yourself for everything. You're not taking it inwards. You're not afraid of what they think. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not predicting, I'm not like projecting that onto them that I'm right. about to get judged and therefore I don't create it. I'm not streaming that energy anymore. I'm not streaming that fear of getting mm. disapproved. Like when someone's afraid of being disapproved, they literally, you just literally feel not disapproval to them, but it's a pretty pathetic energy. That in, when you're um, very, because that, that instigational energy of the lover channel is kind of, it's not the most important channel, but it is the most powerful. And once you have fully alchemized your prostitute into your lover patterns, you essentially are willing to sacrifice anything to create what you want. And therefore, by default, your child turns into your sovereign, your victim into your warrior, your saboteur into your magician. You just end up killing it because you just will keep going until you get it done and it is a, a beautiful feeling the confidence Driving and it's force, it's, it? it's beyond confidence it's like this certainty you forget what it feels like to be confident because it's just like you just mm. you're just always confident and it's just crazy and it's just fun it's just life's become so much fun and certainly are able to notice that in other people if someone's i can i can sense from my life someone's looking for my approval or giving me attention when they're actually don't really necessarily value giving me attention, but they're just worried what I might think of them. So they're hearing me talk for longer than they actually care to listen for me mm, or yeah, something yeah, like a, that. That's a good example. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the, because I think the thing is that you guys will get the detail of all of these archetypes when you just have a look at the map. Well, why don't we talk about the process of alchemy quickly? Because this is something that has taken us a long time to to really experience and know. And it's one of the parts I feel like, especially when you're starting out with, with alchemy, there's a bit of a swampy period when you're starting this work. Because obviously, like I said in the last podcast, it's not just like learning photography or learning some tangible skill that you can just see the results of. You You, you are the only one who really knows what's going on in your mind. So there is this kind of swampy period when you work out your own mind when you're at the start of this and you're like, is this even working? Like, what am I doing? I'm like, am I identifying? Um, is that a fear? Like, did I alchemize it properly? What's going on? So part of the saboteur shadow is worrying about things 
And that's one of the things that you're trying to alchemize. So hence why you're in a bit of a swamp at the start of this. Um, we use this process of like ranting the truth via the archetype map. So when you find yourself in a fear, we look up the opposing truth. You need to find your tone of truth and rant this truth to yourself so that you know that the fear, the shadow, is illusion. Um, what Daniel means when he says tone, because this is really key, the tone of truth is really what it is. It's, yeah. it's your authentic voice. It's like you, when you're just being yourself, it's like, oh, this is actually what's the truth. Like this is, I, I actually messed up. This was actually the truth. Like it's your complete yeah. honest voice, your complete yeah. integrity that comes out and says, look, I've been a bit of a dickhead and yes. been I've been worried about this my whole life and actually... I can do this. So it's really your authentic voice and we call that the, the tone of truth. So you found that root archetype pattern and what Daniel said before was to you find the opposite archetype. So if you realize at the bottom of it all, you, were, you had this victim pattern that was catastrophizing, you then find that victim, that victim, the opposite of the victim, which is the warrior. And then you find, okay, I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to create the resources or the cash. And then I realized, well, hang on, the warrior knows that all resources, all cash comes from him. And I go, well, what is the truth? I can create it. I can create, I can create the situation. I can create the cash, whatever it might be. You sort of either, either you can just, you can, that's a, a great way to start is to actually just read the light archetypes and go from there as your starting point. But very quickly, you'll start to realize, uh, I know what this root fear is. And you just know the truth. Once you dissociate from the fear and you get to the root of it, you just, it's like... You just know. You just know what the truth is, what you've been avoiding, what you've been running away from, what you can actually stand yes. up for, what you are actually willing to sacrifice, and then it just it just flows quite naturally. And it's like it is the most not the most important, but one of the important thing is just familiarizing yourself with this fear energy. Familiarizing yourself with like, oh, that was my victim, that's my saboteur, that was this, that was whatever. Like, or just as a more general thing, not even being able to house the archetypes, but just generally knowing when you're in fear and practicing this speed of humbling yourself, this speed of awareness. Um, so the process is identify the fear, detach from it, know it's not you, find the root. So what if that happens? So if, let's say, Carl's like, oh, Carl wants to do a YouTube video right now. Oh, I don't really feel like doing a YouTube video. So what if we do a YouTube video? Ask yourself, so what? Until the purpose of the so what is to bring up the actual fear. When you say to yourself and you make yourself think about, so what if that happens? The thing that will come back, and this is when I say, ask yourself. This is a process of self-inquiry. So we'll talk about that in another episode. But you have to understand just talking to your unconscious mind. You can ask yourself questions. So then doing the alchemy as the final step, doing the flip in vibration. To, to, to make it even more clear right. as well, these archetypes are really representing the voices in your head, the voices that are streaming in this mind 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that are getting in front of just being and living and loving. Um, these, are, those, uh, these archetypes represent the different voices. So when you notice that, oh, I'm triggered, I'm in an emotional state, I'm focusing on a worst case scenario that I want to avoid, there is a voice in my head that is talking, oh, you, you can't afford to do that. What if they think this? What if they think that? I'm like, oh, hang on a second. You become aware of it and you go, well, so what if 
I can't afford it. What happens if it does happen? And actually go into the fear, go find it. But before we say the so what, you must have that moment of disidentification, which is what Daniel was talking about, where you separate from it. You realize, hang on, this is not who I am. You're, the shadow must, the fear voice must submit to the fact that it's actually false, that it is an illusion. And that just takes that moment of self-awareness and that moment of saying, okay, this, this voice is now, it's like going to the judge's court and putting it on trial and knowing that's actually not part of the greater mind. That's not actually a part of my authentic self. But in order for it to get rid of it permanently, you must get to the where it's coming from. Think of it like the seed of a tree that's grown its roots in the ground and then it's grown a tree and now there's these leaves that are coming off the tree and in your everyday thoughts you are experiencing these the, the leaves, leaves on the edge of the tree so you want to say oh wow. where's where's this leaf come from i know this this is a fear voice this mm. is not my authentic self okay well so what if this horrible thing happens that i'm so called catastrophizing about and then i go down the branch or well, so what if this happens then i get to the trunk well, so what if this happens? And then I get to the root. And when you're, you know, you say, well, so what if that happens? And then there's nothing. It's like, that is, that is the thing. Oh, gee, that is the thing that I'm actually really afraid of here. But you've disidentified with it. So it's, it's already lost its power. It's just this kind of, this root. You've pulled it up. It's hanging on its own. And then you just, you just have that honest conversation. That's really what this work is, is having a real, authentic, honest conversation. This is actually what I was afraid of okay, this is bullshit, this is false, here's the actual truth, you're gone. And then that, now that root, you've pulled up that root, you've gotten rid of it, that pattern is no longer in your, in your life. And when that happens, when you get that tone of truth, that alchemy, you actually feel an emotional release in your body. There's physical tension holding that emotion in your body. And when you collapse something in your mind, it also lets go in the body. So you actually feel it come up and you feel lighter and clearer and you gain the will, the energy that was being used to run that shadow pattern is now, you now have that available to you in your everyday life. And you actually feel this lightness. Mm. You feel this lightness and extra energy. Exactly. It's not trapped anymore. Yeah, think about it. You're just wasting all of that energy trying to, trying to constantly like make sure people like you. And being angry is just a very energetically draining thing to be experiencing all the time like just being triggered and angry at people for no reason it's it's insane how much energy you're just wasting on things and, and the reason for that when you're yeah. that's very low frequency energy anger insecurity anxiety these are energies that are very heavy they're very dense and they take a lot of energy to actually move them but when something's vibrating in a very high frequency very light energy i mean just think of any time you've been incredibly excited joyful happy enthusiastic you're like really light you can stay up all night long because you're just so excited and so up and so happy but when you're in negative emotion you're tired you're you know when you're sad you're all grumpy you're all you want to go to sleep you want to sit on the couch and watch netflix you know you're very tired you're, you're sapping your energy because you're running this high high this amazing amount of energy but you're running it through a very low machinery system that is you know taking in 100 liters of energy and only really using one liter of it and just wasting so much energy just running this very low frequency of energy so and that and that's a huge thing that you notice when you alchemize is that you gain so much energy back to your system and you have all this extra will and it doesn't it's not like discipline it's not like you have more discipline but it is having more discipline it's the weirdest feeling of like I am now way more disciplined, but I'm not using willpower. I'm not forcing, because I'm not trying to overcome these shadow patterns anymore. I am just living in the, the truth of who I am. I can actually just keep on going and going and going, and there's no resistance coming up and slowing me down. Spot on.
spot on. The, again, the thing with this is like we know that when you experience your first alchemization. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We've just debated whether or not this is a word. We don't know but if this is a word, but like when you when you experience alchemy in you, that's when you'll know that you're you're not gonna ever stop doing it. Because uh, you can't put a you know, you can't the, the, the experience of doing this is so it it's so unbelievably transformational in like how you feel and what you want to do in life, generally speaking that i can't just i can't just tell you about it like with words no it's, yeah it's, it's definitely it's an, something you experience it's an internal knowing like callum said last time it's a it's a thing that you you almost when you're starting out with it you're taking a bit of a gamble on it because you you've never experienced anything like this before you so your mindset is i know going into this like i wish someone told me this when i started but going into this it's there's a swamp. There's a swamp at the start where you 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 want to give up on yourself constantly because you're still and that, in that. That is the shadow. The shadow, the shadow wanting you're to give up. Right. There's just so many shadows going so on. So much going on. You're still working out how to disidentify and all that kind of stuff. So just knowing that the negativity and is not you, and learning that process of disidentification and and identification of fear, and then disidentification of knowing it's not you. That little swamp period at the start is where you can easily just give up on yourself if you wanted to. But when you hit that first little alchemy... When you alchemize, yeah. You alchemize yeah, you that first it, you're like, shadow. You're like, oh man, no, okay, I get it. I yeah, get it. You, feel that, you feel that emotional release. You mm. feel that up level in your mind. You feel, wow, I am a new person. Like my old mind. And what I mean by new person, the things that I've identified with in my mind or the things my mind has identified with more accurately has become greater. It's like my mind has up-leveled. I've gone from this thinking I'm a lesser, little old poor me to actually, I'm not that bad. I can get I can get stuff done. And you feel like, wow, there's a bit of a lift. And that process keeps on going and going until you've completely um, alchemized every single fear out of all four of your channels. And it is really like turning you into a God mode because you just get so much energy back and it just gets better and better and better and the process gets faster because this swamp phase, the reason it's swampy is because there's so many shadows that you're not really sure because when you're trying to alchemize, shadows keep coming in and just getting in the way of the actual process. But when you can just get one shadow down, you can grab it and go, okay, this isn't me and you alchemize that first shadow and you feel that release you know what's going to happen. You just kind of project, okay, well, what's, what would happen if I just alchemized every single fear? And you, you, you know for as much that you're aware of because you just keep becoming right. more and more aware of deeper layers of yourself and going, wow, I'm going to, geez, I'm going to alchemize that. I'm going to alchemize that. I'm going to mm, alchemize that. Absolutely. And it just, it just keeps on growing and growing and growing. And here's the other quick side effect because we are running out of batteries on all of our devices here. So just, just before we, we wind this up, Becoming magnetic, man, is the thing that this is all about. This is about when you have no fear in your unconscious mind. I mentioned this in the last episode, but you are as a being, you're 5%, 95%. So you're 5% conscious, 95% unconscious. When you are, when you're all light in your unconscious mind, you're, you're very magnetic, law of attraction wise. You're going to attract things. You're going to create your own luck. You're going to find yourself becoming lucky more often because you're bringing things to you, you're manifesting things much quicker because you have no fear in your unconscious. That 95% of you that used to have 
a ton of fear in there, we've, you, you've alchemized it. You're, you're, that's what you're doing. So your, your intuition becomes clearer. Your ability to manifest things, the life of your dreams, becomes way faster and way more effortless. Absolutely. It's pretty crazy. It's just, it's crazy noticing that and actually having experiences. And I just was telling Daniel just before, um, I've previously been playing a lot of basketball and I just started coming back. I think it was last week, a mate messaged me if I wanted to fill in and I got so excited to play basketball. Um, and, and then this week, same thing happened again. Unfortunately, it didn't work out last week, but uh, two people messaged me to play basketball um, just yesterday and when I went to actually go play for them, instead of playing for those teams, I actually ended up playing for other teams. And one of them was like a, a really, really good team, which I really enjoyed playing for. And then they were like, this was awesome. We won, come back. Um, and then the other team I played for was also a hell of a lot of fun. And then my mate called me just literally about 20 minutes before we started doing this podcast. He says, Cal, mate, I want to I wanna drop down. I want to do three nights a week of basketball. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, I've just turned it, just turned it into basketball mania. Um, it's all just, yeah in a, in a matter of moments it's crazy just because not having any resistance around it, I was just like yeah that's what I want to do completely forgot about that I was so excited over these last like weeks and then all of a sudden yes. I'm just all these opportunities have just sprung up and that's why the thing is like Kel just threw the word resistance in there this is the thing that when you if you've ever looked into the world of law of attraction on YouTube you, it doesn't matter who you look at nobody's talking about resistance like well, they do talk about it. They use the word resistance, but they talk about it as if it's just like one thing. Like, you just, oh, you just got to remove the just, resistance. Just ignore just, it. Oh, yeah, just no, 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 no. It's just it. resistance. Don't worry about that. Just get rid of it. How do I get rid of it? That's why you need the alchemy. That's why you need inner alchemy. Resistance is not just one little thing. It's a lifetime of trauma. It's a lifetime of bullshit that you have to clear out of your system. You're clearing up past lives with this stuff as well. You can do. So... Well, the trauma, because that's very much saying the trauma you've attracted in this life has to do with what you may not have processed in a previous life. And then you're yes. now create. So it's like the things that you're just dealing with now are things that you were yet to learn in your last life. And then you can't, that's like why some people seem to have like the perfect life and a beautiful psychology and everything goes great for them. Probably because they just, they did a real good job last time. They've they come back. alchemy in the 1800s. Yeah, maybe they had something like that or whatever. Yeah, a lot of people talk about resistance and no one really goes into why that doesn't work. No and then does. you're in the world of just using affirmations and willpowering and hustle. And yeah, putting post-it notes all over your face and your window and like burning like incantations in daily fires on the full moon and all that kind of stuff. And even though like those things will create, like if you're very excited and you do the willpower and you use a lot of affirmations and you visualize and you feel the emotions of what you want to create, you will create that thing. But guess what? When you stop feeling that way and stop having those thoughts, you're going to go back to what's those automatic programs and those emotions in the body. Mm. And you, you end up losing the money you create or losing the friendships or ruining the friendships that you created or whatever it might be. Um, you end up losing it because you, you're not, that's not what's, that's not the patterns that are actually in your psyche. That's not the emotions that are actually in your body. But when you release all of that negativity, it stops showing up in your life. When you remove all those limiting beliefs, when you remove all those attachments in your mind, uh, you no longer have to use the willpower. You're just doing what you want because you're not afraid of what you want anymore. You're just going after it and it just, life just becomes more and more fun every single day. Love it. I think that's a good way to wrap this up to wrap this up all right let's call it there thanks for listening thanks for people. listening guys see you next time catch up